0: To the great food debate a podcast about where to eat drink and more in central ohio i'm abby armbruster a page designer for this week community news and also the host of the show We are talking to four experts today in the spirit of summer about where they can get the best barbecue in town and also how to make it. We'll be asking our experts today about how to grill, what to look for when stopping at a barbecue restaurant, and also where they should go in Columbus. Uh, So joining me today are four experts in the area about barbecue. And so if you all could introduce yourself and also say how you got into the barbecue business or the hog and beef uh, business.
1: Well, my name is Tony Lane. I'm the owner-operator of Porketta Food Truck. Um, been in the food business about 32 years now. Um, always have grilled backyard. I mean, it's, barbecue's kind of split as far as smoke or live fire.
0: We'll be getting into that
1: for sure. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of do a uh, more live fire with elements of smoke. but. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and what made doing, you want to get into this line of business?
1: Uh, love the pig. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's all about the pork. Um, very versatile animal and i think you know just so much you can do
2: with it
0: perfect all right and next we have
2: ray ray from ray ray's hog pit um i got into barbecue uh following my dad's footsteps um so that always inspired me and now i'm doing it on my own i love being outdoors and having the challenge of the weather and i don't want to sit in an office and make money i want to make money outside and getting rained on and trying to make delicious barbecue
0: sure sure all right
3: uh, i'm rick snyder with shipley swine genetics uh we actually raise hogs uh we're really big into raising good meat hogs just like uh, ray ray is over here um been a long time barbecue fanatic uh i don't own a food truck or a restaurant like some of these guys here do but i'm really really into doing a lot of stuff at the house uh, i'm really into making the good animals that we all like to eat um, that's something <laughs> we specialize in uh, is trying to put a good animal on the table that we can all enjoy
0: Perfect. And our last guest today?
4: Yes, I'm Matt Ferguson from City Barbecue. I've been with City Barbecue for eight years. I got into it. I was in the restaurant business for about 10, and I was a sort of a loyal customer had been eating barbecue whenever I could get it and I figured you know what's uh, what a great spot to go for me to, to go and try to operate one of these great restaurants so
0: perfect great well obviously you you have proven yourselves as experts in our in our central Ohio area uh, and before we get into some of our questions that our readers had I wanted to ask you guys to describe uh, what your barbecue what barbecue is to you uh, for example Matt you know you were for city barbecue what what would you describe as the style of city barbecue
4: so yeah smoking meats that's mm-hmm. that's that to us is, is the barbecue is the act of smoking the meat um, you know I, I know certainly in a lot of places barbecuing can be grilling out you know and, and all that but for us it is it is smoking we, we love the smoker and that's that's where all of our meat comes from
0: Sure sure and Tony, what about Porchetta. Um, we do a lot of a lot of
1: the hybrid stuff. We do a lot of um, grilling, brazing, or brazing—you know, smoking, brazing things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, long, slow, still the process, but we use a lot more live fire,
2: a lot more direct heat.
0: Perfect. And then Ray, Ray.
2: Uh, just like Matt said, it's it's all about the fire. Uh, barbecue, by definition, is cooking meat by fire, mm-hmm. um, and nothing else. <laughs> so that's what barbecue is to me. And here recently, I've been trying to get into more whole carcass. So whole carcass and fire equals great barbecue.
0: And uh, something that a lot of uh, the fans of barbecue will know is, is the different regional tastes. You know, North Carolina barbecue versus Texas barbecue. Uh, Rick, do you have a preference on what region is best?
3: Um, you know, I kind of I'm not picky. I just like good barbecue. You yeah, know? <laughs> it, it can be from Ohio. It can be from Texas, you know. Uh, I think Ohio's got some really strong barbecue places. You know, we're sitting with three other guys that have very strong restaurants. And, you know, I'm not opposed So If I'm in North Carolina, you know, I'm sure you're going to find good, you're going to find bad, just the same <laughs> as if you're in, you know, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, there's going to be the good ones, there's going to be the bad ones. You know, it's not so much the region. I think it's the guys that run the pits, you Absolutely. know. Uh, guys like this that we're sitting with, you know, they've got a passion for it. And, mm-hmm. and they're really good at what they do. And, you know, you can tell that in the food they make. You know, I've eaten at all three of these guys' restaurants before, and uh, very, very reputable. Guys Guys, and they're they have a passion for it and i think that's what's more important than anything Mm
4: -hmm. you know i i think uh, you know the regionality it is whatever i agree with rick it's the people that are willing that have the passion that love it and that are willing to continue to learn and get better Mm -hmm. the people that think oh i've been doing the same thing for 89 years that's great (laughs) but you know the more the more you're willing to learn and get better i think that it is i mean that's So the regionality is whatever, but the people that are willing to adapt and continue to to grow, they're going to get, they're they're the places to go to. Sure. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, so we're getting into some of our listener questions. Uh, We asked our readers to submit questions on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram uh, about barbecue, either at home or going to restaurants. So uh, first we're going to talk about cuts of meat. So what would you say is the best cut of meat for barbecue? And obviously that could be beef, pork, you know, whatever animal it would be. But is there a favorite cut? that you guys typically gravitate toward Rayra, you want to start this one off
2: well that's hard <laughs> I um,
0: know you just said that you're trying to do whole carcass so that's probably not the best question for you but <laughs> yeah I
2: mean so my favorite cut off the whole carcass is the belly mm-hmm. um, but you know here in Ohio what Ohio is used to is a a menu of brisket mm-hmm. a, menu, a beef brisket a menu of shredded pork which is going to come from the shoulder And then you have your ribs, um, and then you have some form of chicken. So, you know, a lot of, we're we're kind of all in a template because that's what our region is demanding us to be in. Mm -hmm. So, we all kind of have a very similar menu with our own style on it. So, what's the best cut for barbecue? The best cut for barbecue is something that has fat, something that has skin, something that has bone, one, two, or three of all those things. But if they have none of those things, then it's not going to be very good. (laughs)
0: Well, and and likewise, is there an overrated cut that you wish would go away, or you just say, guys, it's not really the best one. Don't order it.
2: (laughs) Mm, Loin. I think, in my opinion, loin is – I don't eat loin. Mm -hmm. I try not to cook loin. Loin is the, the least flavorful cut of the pig. It has the least amount of fat. You know, Some of the heritage breeds is going to have a good marbling in that loin, but mm-hmm. that's really hard to do. Probably and the hardest to cook properly, by the way. Hardest to cook, oh. um, especially in the barbecue format. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the answer to the question, the most overrated cut is going to be the loin.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And that's beef also. I mean, the tenderloin, everybody, I want the filet,
1: I want the filet, but it's about the brisket or the tri-tip or something that's got more flavor, but you need to work it a little harder. Mm-hmm. You need to have the knowledge, you know. Sure. Well, uh, if I can interject,
3: but a good, a good, you know, loin, a good pork chop, a good, you know, tenderloin, done right by someone that knows what they're doing could also be in my sure. opinion one of the best tasting sure. most tender cuts there are out, right. if it's done right but yeah. it's like you know we said it's one of the hardest ones to do properly but when done properly it could also be one of the most tastiest flavorful you know
0: sure well and we did have uh, it's funny that you brought up uh tri-tip tony because we did have a reader say why can't you get tri-tip in columbus is that something that is there somewhere we can go and we just haven't to, found you can it? go
1: to napa valley california um <laughs> there's only one per side of beef so you get Two tri tips per cow hmm. per steer, um, and we just most of the time butchers have, have either cubed it or diced it into stew meat, and in on the Eastern Seaboard, mm-hmm. um, and the rest gets shipped to California because they, they have huge tri tip parties on the on the adjustable grills over live fire, things oh. like that. It's it's really it's really a versatile. If you like New York Strip, you'd love tri tip.
0: Mm-hmm. Good to know. Uh you are listening to the Great Food Debate and which is more important, the meat or the sauce? I have an I have an assumption of what you think is the answer, but Matt, you want to start? Oh
4: meat all day. Yeah. That's Mm. a no brainer. (laughs) Sauce is definitely sauce is absolutely it's it's way farther down the line than, than second.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, if you screw up the meat, there's not much I, that the sauce can do to save absolutely. it, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> sauce is for the bread. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> a, a good meat really shouldn't need the sauce. Oh, I mean, okay. if you do it right and you got the seasonings and your rubs on point and everything mm-hmm. like that, I mean, the sauce is just. And
1: if you run into an oversauced product, it's usually either poor quality meat or poor quality. Mm Pitmaster,
4: or both
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) just trying to cover something
3: up you know trying to cover up a bad cut maybe with extra sauce or you know
0: sure sure and so i guess do you guys have a preference on dry rub versus wet rub versus sauce afterwards i know uh ray ray you do dry rubs right so so that's your preference but is there any any need to have a wet rub there or or it it
1: depends what you're making also i mean Mm -hmm.
5: if
1: you know if you're doing say pork tenderloin a brine because you're going to need moisture in the in the in sure. the pork so sure. brine or a wet marinate um if you've got the long slow and you've got the time for it dry
2: rub's fine
5: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i agree with that i think with those loins and tenderloins the, the wet is better not necessarily in a wet rub but more in a uh, brine like tony said but then the, the cuts that have the intramuscular uh, fat, that marbling, the mm-hmm. fat on the outside, mm-hmm. the skin, those are definitely dry rub cuts. And what we do at Ray Ray's is we dry rub before uh, the meat is cooked, and then we dry we put another coating of dry rub after it comes out. Mm-hmm. So you, then you get a—the dry rub tastes different as, you, as it cooks. So you get the raw taste of the dry rub at the end, and you get the cooked flavor of the dry rub from the beginning. And so it's basically double dry rubbed, and mm-hmm. then, you know, sauce is definitely always on the side.
0: And— uh, when smoking we talked a little bit about smoking versus grilling or barbecue uh is there a way that is there a way that someone can replicate a smoker taste without an actual smoker at home or is that something that's not really able to re- be replicated absolutely Tony?
1: There, there's i mean going up to i'd say reasonable for the house there's a thousand dollars and under you can buy some decent barrels mm-hmm. they're not industrial based or <laughs> industrial use but you can buy some good barrels, the, um, the eggs and the Komodos and things like that, the specialty grills, the vertical charcoal pits. Um, there's a lot of good smoking devices. Um, if you want to make it easier than ever, you don't have the skill, there's electric with wood pellets. I don't recommend that. But it's, it's but a, for good, a beginner, it's a good jumping off point. If you can get them to the smoker, they'll evolve.
0: And, Rick, I know you do home, gr- home do, grilling and home smoking. I do so. a lot
1: of stuff. You know, I don't do it on
3: a level these guys do, but <laughs> I do it on a, on a backyard level. Sure. So and uh, one thing I've had good success with, uh, Tony kind of touched on it some there, um, just your typical charcoal grill. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a Weber kettle grill. The you Weber know, not to throw Weber's out, but Weber's is one I love, and I kind of live and die by it. And... I mean, you know, getting started with a charcoal and then, you know, you can get the big chunks of wood. You know, you can't fit logs on there like you guys do in your big smokers. You can get like the Camaro. But, but like a handful yeah. chunk size, you know, and, and they've got the different flavors and you can throw those right on top of the charcoals and you could basically turn your typical Weber kettle into a makeshift smoker. And I've had yeah. really good success. I mean, it's a little, it takes a little bit of work getting your your temperatures dialed in right and stuff like that. And it takes mm-hmm. some patience to learn it. But without going out and spending a $1,000 <laughs> or whatever on a good quality smoker, you can buy a hundred dollars charcoal grill at Home Depot and turn it into a respectable smoker with a little bit of work and patience.
0: Sure, sure. So if someone's a beginner and they don't really know where to start, that's That's, a good jumping off point. That's a good starting point for sure. Perfect. And uh, for you guys, if you're smoking ribs, are you typically taking off the silver skin or are you keeping it? And uh, also, Matt, could you describe what is the silver skin for people who aren't aware?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a thin membrane on the the back side of the of the ribs and we absolutely do peel those. Um I I, I don't like it on there. I don't I, and certainly as a company we don't like it at city barbecue. It's it's got a little textural thing there. Some people do. I know in Memphis you'll find that a lot. It's still on there. Mm-hmm. But for us as a company city barbecue we we prefer to pull that and it's just
0: Is it like grisly? Is that or not necessarily yeah. that? It's
1: top. just a, it's a protective membrane,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it doesn't allow for, like, if they dry rub, it doesn't allow for Yeah, there's permeation. no penetration oh, okay. there or anything like that. It just like stops that. at the silver skin, and only half your ribs get
2: flavored. Yeah, okay. But Let me throw this out there. When you have that sure. membrane on there, that actually could catch the grease and keep the moisture in the rib. Mm-hmm. So this is why we call it the debate.
3: Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm, with, I'm with
2: James <laughs> on this one. I don't peel my skin. I don't either.
3: Um, <laughs> Quick story, he held a rib course at his house almost a year ago, I would say, give or take. And so I signed up, went to his house, you know, and he gave a rib seminar and this is the exact conversation we had was about the skin and, and we left it on with that skin facing up Mm -hmm. and that kind of helps protect and lets the moisture kind of stay in and, and almost drip back into the meat when it's being cooked. And then what we did at the very end is flipped it back over and put that right over top of a hot charcoal and Mm -hmm. let it kind of char off in a process. So you're not eating it raw, but then when you cook it at the very end with that side down on the grill, it, it it kind. It crispies it up and it makes a very nice like kind of a crispy cream. you know uh, uh, touch to it
0: mm, okay and uh, if if someone is trying to do this at home i mean is this something that would be easy to take off or is it easier just leave it on and not deal with it
2: <laughs> yeah it's 50 50 i mean you could it just depends who you talk to what, yeah. what barbecue guy you talk to um, it, it's not I, I wouldn't say it's easy to take off but you got to use like a paper towel or a rag and you got to kind of hold it down and you got to jerk that thing really hard it will mm-hmm. come off you just got to work at it mm-hmm. once you do a couple then it's pretty easy after that
0: right you have to know uh, what you're doing at first
2: <laughs> yeah well, i would watch a youtube video or something but yeah, um, sure. if you just take a rag and you start peeling it up with the knife and then take the rag and peel it off with your hand don't don't cut the whole membrane off with the knife but just start it
4: with the knife and then peel it back with a paper towel Right, Matt. That's exactly how we yeah. do it. Yeah, we, You know, we use, uh, uh, sometimes you'll see like a, a scalloper people use like for shucking oysters yeah, or even yeah. a, a flathead screwdriver would, would definitely work. Yeah. You just need to yeah. get in there and separate the meat from the, the membrane there. Oh, my gosh. Of course, you don't want to get into the meat either. Though. That's that's the whole other thing.
0: Sure. Oh, that's great. Uh, and what's an alternative, a, a good alternative meat to use beyond beef or pork or do you just say i don't mess with any of that stuff <laughs> <Lamb>. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Lambs. Lamb. Okay. i'm with you on
3: that too uh, lambs has been kind of a favorite thing of mine too lately and he started doing these and uh, i think it's something that's been coming a lot more popular
2: too
1: we we do lambs we do legs and shoulders but he does the whole the whole carcass which i not mean, had a friday off you had to go check it out but
2: yeah we do we do mutton we do old lamb you know four or five year old animals And that way that flavor really um, has time to mature in that animal instead Mm -hmm. of doing a one-year-or-less animal. So it's got a little more of that lamb twang on there, if that's your thing.
0: And I'm assuming you prefer lamb over chicken. You know, chicken, I assume, is...
2: It's, not a favorite. I mean, it's got more flavor it's got more flavor you know more professional I, I guess you know chicken's more of a, a home item sure. for residential cooks and pr- as professionals we try to you know we we always rely on beef and pork but then you you know lamb is right there with it. Uh, we cook chicken because it's our job and you know people love chi- I love chicken but you know I'm not going to choose chicken over one of the other meats. Sure no.
0: right. I kind of assumed everybody at this table would agree with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Great food debate. And, uh, of course, I have to mention uh, our vegetarian friends. Is there any purpose in grilling anything vegetarian, whether it's vegetables or tofu? Or is that something that's just not possible? I mean, Matt? I think, I think
4: there's some absolutely great options for that. Yep. I mean, smoking vegetables or grilling them. I mean, there's there's a lot of diversity in that. I mean, between, you know, mushrooms and, and some of the hardier vegetables. I, peppers. Absolutely it can be great. Yeah, I mean, oh, lots peppers, of great things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zucchini, squash. I mean, you know, they're, absolutely.
0: There's can, a place for it.
4: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. One of our biggest sellers is the grilled portobello sand.
0: Oh, there you go. So, okay, yeah, great. Tony
4: does a real good yeah. job with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I've had that. That is good. <laughs> and among meat eaters, it, it pleases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so eats so like meat, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice chew to it.
0: Oh, yeah. That is something that I do love is doing portobello mushrooms. That's great on the Smoked girls. cabbage. Oh, smoked cabbage. Yeah, yeah if you take really? like a whole
2: head of cabbage and you throw it on the smoker <laughs> just with some kosher salt.
0: Really? What, what would you use that to turn into or? you
2: just you, if you take a whole head of cabbage and you smoke it and get it good and brown on the outside and then you take it out and quarter it and cut it into wedges and you put it on a plate with a little chicken broth that's uh, really good hmm. maybe with some bacon or ham
0: as like almost like a wedge salad sort of yeah. or yeah okay. wow. exactly huh uh and actually ray ray i did want to ask you uh i know you do grass-fed beef uh on certain days at your your place so is there any di- what's the difference between grass-fed beef and the regular beef
2: (laughs) price price (laughs) Um, yeah so it's it's more expensive but um what you're paying for is they take that animal and they they raise it for you know sometimes up to double the amount of time as a corn fed animal because it takes a lot longer to raise it up to slaughter weight because Mm -hmm. it's only eating grass and it's not getting all that grain
5: okay
2: so it grows slower but you know the benefits from growing slower is you get you know arguably more flavor and this this is a huge debate is corn fed versus grass fed and Everybody has their own opinion, and it's definitely divided. of The corn fed, I, I, I personally like a little of both, mm-hmm. um, but we, we serve a pure grass fed product on Sundays, and it, it has a more irony flavor. It's got that twang, we call it twang. Um, we wet A jars for uh, an additional 30 days to get even more of that twang out. Mm. Um, it almost tastes like lamb, it's got a lot of twang, <laughs> um, but it's also got very good health benefits just like pasture pork that we do mm-hmm. it's much healthier for you than a corn-fed animal
1: the fats fats cleaner better mm-hmm.
3: my wife josie that's probably her favorite thing you guys make is we always come there on sundays and get the grass-fed brisket
2: mm-hmm. she my husband it. as well mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty much ruined me to uh eat at like steak houses like i mean i used to like steaks but then after eating like good grass-fed brisket now <laughs> i like brisket better than steak I like new york strip or ribeye it just doesn't do it like mm-hmm. once you have a good 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 brisket can't go back it's hard to. it's just my favorite cut of the, the cow
0: mm-hmm. I, I would assume that all of you guys would be uh, almost bad uh customers at a steakhouse because you all know what you're talking about you know exactly what either went wrong or went right when they're cooking it so well,
1: you know we, we all do it for a living so when you sit down at a table with your family and you're ready to pop out two or three hundred dollars yeah and it's not satisfactory or, or the grill guy just didn't get trained right or doesn't understand his fire or flame mm-hmm. and the, the meat is Maybe select, maybe, maybe, maybe choice, right? but not prime, not used to what you're using. You can tell
0: right away. Oh, yeah? Sure. <laughs> and uh, how often do you guys go to other competitors' restaurants, uh, whether it's for just loving the barbecue or, you know, ch- checking out a competition? Matt, do you ever? A lot, yeah. Often? <laughs>
4: as much as I can, for sure. <laughs> not only do I love to eat, but I want to go and, and see what they're up to and see what – I and mean, you know we're we're in competition ish. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I mean I live in Columbus. I want to see what's out there. I want to experience it. I mean I've, the grass fed beef at Ray Race is, is phenomenal. It's killer. I mean that's that's definitely my go to if I'm mm-hmm. there on a Sunday. No <laughs> question. But I'm going to every barbecue place I can in town, and I'm I'm. In my head, I'm rating it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is what they do well. This is what I think, you know, they could get better at, or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I love it. It's, it's, it's fun, and it's, it's cool to see that that we're, we're, we're growing in Columbus big time in the barbecue scene for sure. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that 100. I'm the same exact way.
2: Tony, do you ever try out other places?
0: Yeah, I've been known to try a few
1: places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a new one to the scene. I mean, of course, you know, that's how Jamie and I became friends, standing in that line when he was back on Pacemont. You know sunday afternoon sunday morning hour wait Mm -hmm. you could smell it you could smell it but um some new places uh legacy starting up in columbus yes um they're holding it down they're doing it right ray rays of course
2: Um, there's a place in sunbury oak hill i think it's called Mm. they do a good job that's where i got the smoked cabbage idea oh awesome (laughs) just saying
0: (laughs) uh and uh, we already talked a little bit about sauces uh, and and how they don't deserve to be on the meat. Pretty much, uh, you shouldn't be using them. But uh, do you ever use sauce on on the meat at all when you're eating? Or you know, if you're if you're going into a restaurant, are you just trying to meet, eat the meat alone? Or
1: always try it first alone. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer more of a North Carolina thing. The you know apple cider vinegar, a little hot sauce, crushed red pepper, garlic. Um, not typically the tomato or, or the mustard-based. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got both, of course, as our guests ask for both. But when I do my own, I just it's usually vinegar or lime juice, a little bit of acid, lemon juice even, salt, pepper.
0: Sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> Simple. But let the meat speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
3: think the meat definitely has to take center stage. I mean, you know, the sauce is definitely a second choice, you know, a second important study. But the meat has to be good. The meat has to stand on its own. You know, just like Tony said, you know, try the meat first. You know, you almost shouldn't need the sauce, you know, but the sauce definitely, you know, is a secondary complement. And, you know, just like a side, you know, you're going to get your, you know, your cheesy potatoes, your whatever. The sauce should almost, I think, you know, maybe just treat it as a side course to where, you know, maybe, you know, you're going to have the meat, you know, on its own,
1: but you know that sauce is just going to be kind of like a little helper along, maybe mm-hmm. at times. But I prefer instead of the sauce, nice round of pickles.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah um, either yeah. Yeah, cucumber sure.
1: or okra, jalapeno, mm-hmm. anything pickled to provide that acid, and then just put it with the meat, and that's magic. You don't need you don't need sauce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for all of our listeners, don't use the sauce. <laughs> don't insult the cooks that way. <laughs> try, try it without. Yeah. Just,
1: you don't have to, don't just try it without.
0: And one thing I forgot to mention: uh, Do you prefer bone in or bone out, uh, Matt? You want to take this? i oh,
4: bone, in, bone all, in all day for sure. I mean, that's 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 Flavor City right there. I yeah, mean, that's what we're after.
0: Do yeah. any of you bone in? Uh, bone bone in. in, yeah for
4: bone sure. In. Bone in. Okay. With okay. <laughs> the smoker, it's a,
2: it's scientifically just the way to go. Bone, fat, skin; these are all um, flavor components and stuff to help keep the meat moist and cook properly, Mm -hmm. you know, doing boneless skinless stuff on the barbecue. It's,
4: it literally just doesn't work.
0: People are shaking their heads. Yeah.
4: I mean, even even if you at a, at a steakhouse, I mean, you you know, I mean, I would I would order a bone in, mm, even, if gonna a, even if I'm going to order even if I'm going to get a fillet, out, yeah, I want that bone in fillet Plus, it looks cool. I mean, that
3: tomahawk ribeye with that big you know twelve inch bone sticking out, just, it looks neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's about appearance. I mean, that, when you when you get it and the bones hanging off the edge
1: of the plate, that just looks cool.
0: Yeah. You know, sure.
1: it's plain and simple, it looks. And kinda, you're gnawing on the bone at the end. I guarantee. It. Yeah,
5: yeah. For sure. That's
4: right. Get that delicious marrow out of there. Yeah.
0: All right, and moving into. Uh, home grilling is what I'm saying. Uh, what would be the best heat source if someone's trying to grill at home or, b- or smoke or barbecue? Is it charcoal, wood, gas? Another
1: debate. That is
0: a yes. big debate.
1: Uh, <laughs> charcoal and
3: light. Everybody
0: has yeah. a preference. Gas yeah. is
3: always kind of the easy way out. Just a simple, you know, you turn the grill on and you throw some burgers on or whatever. That's that's easy. Anybody can do that. You know, I think one step up from there would be the charcoal grill, which takes a little more setup. It takes a little more patience. You know, you have to kind of learn it a little bit because you you got your, you know, your hot spots and stuff like that. That. it's going to take a little more uh, maybe expertise to run the charcoal grill than mm-hmm. over just your typical you know gas grill that you get you know anywhere and then go to your wood charcoal and then, then yeah wood. then there's you know there's just there's levels huh? you know and you know most people want to go out and get their gas grill you know you're, you're you know you bought your first house so you know well, you buy a grill for the back porch you know you go to home depot and you buy you know a hundred or two hundred dollar gas grill because that's what you you what do. you're supposed to do you yeah. know and then once you get kind of sick on doing that then, then your next step up i think would be your charcoal grill and then you know some of the advanced stuff like tony was just talking about
1: sure sure can you ask any of these guys on my deck i've got a smoker a barrel two webers a mini weber you sound like me tony and a hibachi so <laughs> I've, got, I've got i've got i think i've got that
3: exact so, setup so that there, i think i've got all this so that there's not
1: one grill <laughs> i've got i've got five if you we, we could get our fire pits going And just throws throw some shelving over top, and that's a grill. That's right. I mean, it it can be really fire, and and the shelf to cook it on. Sure, whatever makes heat. (laughs) And if I'm doing steaks, I go right on the fire, Mm -hmm. right on the coals, indirect, and then sear, sear. So you're talking about dropping it right
3: on the actual coals, touching live coal. Wow, that's something I need to try sometime. (laughs) It's awesome. I need to have you over.
1: It's awesome.
0: you're listening to the great food debate and funnily enough we were talking about uh, we're doing a camping episode in a couple of weeks and we were saying that steaks are great over a campfire so absolutely, oh, okay. absolutely
1: definitely <laughs> i've done a bunch that way just do put any pine in your in your fire
0: <laughs> well i was going to ask you know wood chips <clears throat> are a big thing um d- 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 another debate is you know what what variety so um, it depends there... what you're
1: smoking if you're if you're smoking fish you know pecans nice apples nice peach mm-hmm. woods nice delicate flavors even like tea smoked or something like that sure Have real delicate you know item but if you're doing something heavy duty it's got to be oak and hickory mm-hmm. you know because it's it's permeating do you want to do you want a stink
2: smoke you know like mesquite sure a totally different wood um, i think the mesquite's pretty good on vegetables from what i'm learning lately absolutely mm. yeah. absolutely because it's that short smoke time heavy smoke
0: mm-hmm and uh, going back to uh, the gas grill, uh, Rick, as you mentioned, we did have a reader who said, "Is it necessary to preheat a grass grill before you do grilling? And if so, at one temperature?" Yes. Tony. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes. You want to take
3: that? Rick? Or, yeah. Rick, normally, uh, like you know, gas grills. I like in, in any grill. I mean, I like to get it good and hot. Get the grill hot because you want to get it clean. Because I mean, honestly, when you get done cooking the time before, are you going to come back out and clean the grill? No. Heck no. <laughs> you know, you take your food off and you go eat You're it eating. You're eating it. And you turn the grill off and you worry about it later. For sure. So if anyone's like me, you know, you got the, all the residue from last cook to, to worry about so i mean for me you know you turn it on high you close the lid you know get it good and hot come back out you know you're going to get your, your wire brush or whatever you're going to clean those grates good and hot and then you know then you can kind of adjust back down to whatever you, you, your desired cook temperature would be but mm-hmm. no i think it's just as important any grill that you use you want to get it good and hot and get it primed up and ready to never, go
1: never cook from cold yeah exactly <clears throat> unless i mean some things you can smart you can start and slow and slow smoke from again mm-hmm. I, I just learned that technique from uh, mr anderson you know cold, cold smoke, you know, into hot, and mm-hmm. it, incredible results, deeper penetration. I mean, it's, it was an eye-opener
2: with that poor shoulder. Most of the professionals are going to use a high high heat on their grill, and they're going to start it on high, and they're going to, f- they're going to always be on high. Uh, we keep ours on high all the time. We keep it just hot enough to where it's catching on fire, like our grills catch on fire uh, daily. <laughs> I mean, it's, we like them hot, you know, it's because you get that sear, and they get that crust, and I mean, to us, that's the whole point of a grill. If we're going for a more delicate approach then we're gonna go in the smoker and go in the pit
0: mm-hmm. matt any thoughts on this
4: i agree <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right great uh and uh, is it possible to do good barbecue in the oven or you shy away from it most of y'all i wouldn't, shy call, away it, from I wouldn't it.
2: call it barbecue i mean yeah. you can produce delicious meals out of the oven that are meat related but mm-hmm. i mean just don't use the term
4: barbecue. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, you can you can braise a short rib in there it'd be all great day long. Killer. Sure, yeah, sure. Even a pork shoulder, braise yeah. a pork shoulder. Just Absolutely. don't call it barbecue. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, perfect. And what is the biggest mistake you would say a home cook could make, or even a, a chef at a restaurant could make?
1: Uh, Tony. Well, for me, it's <sighs> there. There's several, and they, they come they compound themselves. Okay. When you have a, when you have a nice steak, you know you've got a two inch ribeye let it come to room temp people people freak out about this let it sit on the counter for a half hour 45 minutes mm-hmm. because if you if you have a cold steak hot grill everything contracts if you have a warmer temperature it allows it to cook properly um don't don't over season salt pepper salt pepper will carry it and the flavor should be in your smoke and your coals and you know I think over fussiness and over overdone.
0: Sure, simple is best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and I think one of the worst things, you know, the easiest things to mess up is overcooking something, cooking it past the sure. point. You know, like there's a big debate now. You know, with with pork temperatures, and uh, within the last couple of years, they they recently lowered the safe temperature to 145 mm-hmm. on pork, which is a big thing that we talk about in the mm-hmm. pork community. Uh, it used to be 160,
1: and grandma's pork chops. Exactly.
3: <laughs> well, and you guys all know a pork chop at 160 compared to a pork chop at 145, which one would you rather eat? The one at 145 where Always. it's going to be juicy, maybe a hint of pink, you know, it's going to be a lot more tender. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just paying attention to, you know, your cook temperatures, you know, whether you use a, a thermometer and you stick a meat thermometer in there, or, or, you know, if you're more experienced enough, just kind of by touch and feel, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, you know, you get really good at figuring out what temperature, what doneness you like your food prepared at and, and really try hard not to go over. And another real big thing is, is pulling off the grill and let it rest for five or 10 minutes. Resting. That was you know, that's, definitely. So thinking what I was say, yeah.
1: yeah a large cut of meat can go rest up to an hour yeah oh, wow. for sure let yeah. everything kind of a turkey a prime rib something mm-hmm. like that but even just a steak or a pork chop even just
3: giving it five ten minutes before serving it, it is pretty crucial sure you know so metal. The not running it's now.
4: a game changer for sure I yeah. mean you want to let your steak mm-hmm. or your whatever sit for the appropriate amount of time and and then you can you can get into it I know it's it's not fun to wait but... <laughs> You know. Let
2: me touch on a couple of things on sure, the, uh, sure. when you 're choosing a brisket, uh, I think a most common mistake in the barbecue business when you 're first starting is you 're not having enough fat on that brisket. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people ask me advice for uh, how to cook with brisket and um, Firstly, we need to talk about when you choose that brisket it 's got to have fat on the top you know that fat leaches down on that meat if you're, If your brisket is too lean it 's going to taste um, t- like very charcoal and dry and it's not very desirable. You want a little fat on there. Mm -hmm. Um, You you don't want too much because then it's going to block all the smoke out. So you you do want to trim a little of it off, but you do need about a half inch at least of fat on the top of your brisket. Mm -hmm. So they call that a packer's cut and you just want to get the whole deck, the whole thing. Um, You don't want to get just a little bit of an end of the brisket because it it doesn't cook properly. Uh, Another common mistake I see with um, beginners is when they're using those charcoal pits and they're smoking their meats, Um, they're not pre-lighting their charcoal long enough in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. when you add more charcoal on a 12-hour cook time on a brisket, don't be scared to pre-light that charcoal in a different pit or a bucket or the grass or something. Like, don't put cold charcoal on a hot fire because then your temperature goes down. And then, you know, you want that constant 225. And then if you go down to 180, 170 by putting cold charcoal in there, then your your temperature is inconsistent, and that's a result of bad barbecue. Mm-hmm. So have another bucket on the side. Preheat your charcoal. Or just get a chimney and just Those put chimneys it in the chimney. from Weber are awesome. Yeah. I use them. Yeah, all yeah the time. preheat the charcoal. Get it going while your other charcoal is going. And then every time you need to refresh your charcoal, throw a little burned charcoal on there. And it also makes it not as um, smoky tasting. If you put raw or uncooked charcoal on a live fire that charcoal is going to release nasty fumes and that Mm. goes directly into your meat. So you want Mm -hmm. to burn that off before you resupply your charcoal.
3: Another thing I'm really big on while we're talking about charcoal is don't get the match light. Or don't use lighter fluid on your charcoal. (laughs) Uh It's uh, it's infused with lighter fluid. Uh, Just get the regular, just plain regular charcoal and use newspaper or some kind of you know. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, The the chimneys that you can find, you know, at any Home Depot or wherever, uh, work really good. Throw some newspaper in the bottom of it, light it, let it burn for 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, Don't rely on the lighter fluid because lighter fluid doesn't taste very good. I don't want to eat it. You know, you guys don't want to either. But, yeah, no lighter fluid, no match light charcoal, just old-fashioned, regular, uh, original charcoal. That's
0: a great point. Mm-hmm. You were listening to the Great Food Debate, and le- let's say someone was barbecuing or grilling or smoking for the very first time, and they walked into their butcher or their grocery shop, and they uh, wanted to— Know what meat to start with? Is there a good starter that you can kind of mess up and be okay?
4: <laughs> I think pork Matt? shoulder is pretty forgiving. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I would yeah. stay away from brisket for sure until you've really yeah. got it nailed down, mm-hmm. and even then, you still <laughs> Leave probably it to the should <laughs> stay away from the brisket. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just go to Ray Ray's or
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Come over to see Weber Go to Ray Ray. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it's it's very hard to do, and it's hard to get to get that to be perfect. So mm-hmm. pork shoulder is very forgiving you can sort of make some mistakes and still be, ah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, agreed.
1: Agreed. Very generous. A lot of, lot of good fat in it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And brisket is, if you mess it up, it's, you, you can't, if you go into lag too long or if you, you just, you can't bring them back.
0: Yeah, you know, it's Not, not the same. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's say you're hosting a barbecue at your house. One, what meat are you making? And two, what side dishes are you providing? Um, Ray Ray, you want to start with that? Mm. <laughs>
2: I cook all kinds of different things, and I'm always pushing myself to cook better. And so I typically, when people when I have people over, I'm cooking something that I've never made before. You know, I get bored cooking chops. I get bored cooking, you know, brisket. So personally, when I'm at home, I like to cook offals. I like to cook heart and liver. I like to make different sausages. I like to put the offals in the sausage. I like to make meatloaves with four different kinds of meats blended together. I like to smoke vegetables. I like to eat more vegetables because I eat so much meat at work. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to like cook vegetables at home. So. Sure. You asked a question earlier about vegetables. like I'm, I've been smoking a lot of vegetables lately. And I'm trying to live a long life.
0: <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> All right, Tony, what are you making at home?
2: Uh, we do a little bit of everything. I'm,
1: we're real partial to satays and things like that. Um, Kebabs. We love sausages, mm-hmm. any sort of sausages, andouille, boudin. Um, Thurns does a great series of sausages I, I actually prefer that over I just think it has A coarse ground sausage has A lot more flavor than a lot of meats mm-hmm. So we do a lot of sausage A lot of kebabs A lot of you know, things like that A lot of vegetables Because we have a couple of vegans in the family Oh wow Amazingly that, enough <laughs> That must be
0: tough, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazingly enough um, So we do a lot of vegetables as well um, Right down to grilling our bread at the end Oh really? To add smoke hmm.
0: And do you do any other side dishes that are, you know, mac and cheese or?
1: No, not not typically, not unless we're going to someplace where that asks for. Sure. Um, we do a lot, just corn on the cob, mm-hmm. uh, panzanella salads. Oh, you yeah. Know, fresh, seasonal, things like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's great oh, with toasting the bread first. before. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah.
1: That smoke and uh, the tomato.
0: Yeah. Oh great okay rick
3: um if you're coming to my house for a cookout we're eating pork just plain and simple i mean you know (laughs) uh, just like Ray river here you know we we own and operate a hog farm you know we put hogs in the freezer directly from our farm Mm -hmm. if you're coming from my house you know i'm going to make you a cut of pork you know whether it's you know pork patties or you know a loin or chops or whatever you know we're eating pork Mm -hmm. and a couple of my favorite sides you know they've been mentioned yet uh like a sweet potato mash you know we make a lot and and we've even done those on the smoker you know take the sweet potatoes wrap them in foil throw them on the smoker you know while you're doing whatever and and just let them kind of sit there for an hour or two and you know skin them mash them up put whatever you want on them different seasonings cinnamons nutmegs stuff like that and then uh, one of my favorites lately has been kind of like a blackened asparagus just like in a mm. cast iron skillet a little bit of olive oil a little bit of whatever kind of seasoning you like and get them kind of good and black and charred on the outside and sure. almost get a little crisp to them you know it's kind of my two favorite go-tos you know for a simple that's easy and you know not much effort at all
0: sure all right and matt
4: i'll uh, keep it simple a uh, lot of just Sausages and burgers. Just I, I do enough cooking at work every day. And, you know, if, if I'm having a cookout, you know, maybe I'll get crazy and, and try to start planning a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. I like for myself, just very simple, you know, pork chop here, steak there, burger, but sides. I love grilling my sides with, with whatever I'm doing. So grilled Mm -hmm. corn, asparagus for sure. Mm. Uh, I do a lot of foil packets of potatoes and things like that. So I'll do a lot of, I'll do a grilled potato salad sometimes. Mm. So, and then I like to have a cold side as well. So pasta salad or something like that, Mm -hmm. just whatever I can whip up. Uh, does beer count as a side? Absolutely. <laughs> of
0: course. Absolutely. <laughs> One of our very first recordings of this podcast was a beer-related episode. So, yes. Uh, all right. You are listening to The Great Food Debate, and let's talk about things in your own opinion. So, for example, when you go to a brand-new barbecue place, what are you looking for? Are you looking for variety in the menu? Are you looking for certain cuts of meat? What are you looking for when you're walking into a a restaurant you've never been to before? Uh, Rex, you want to start with
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, one of my favorite things is definitely the ribs. So, like, when I go to a place, I think I almost rate them on how good their ribs are. Uh And, you know, like when I go to Ray Ray's or wherever, I always... Uh, for me, he makes one of the best ribs I've ever had. Um, so when I go to another place, it's almost like I'm using his for a comparison, you know, how they stack up, you know, against, against Ray Ray, uh, stuff like that. So I think whenever I go to a barbecue place for the same time, I'm, I'm going to try the ribs first. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's so much different variety in a way you can prepare and cook and season and smoke a rib that a lot of people take, you know, a lot of uh, – different ways to do it. And so I guess that's one of my go-tos is when I go somewhere new is I want to try the ribs and see how they compare to, you know, some of the other better ones I've had.
0: Sure. And do you care at all about the side dishes or do you only care about the meat? Oh, definitely. I think, uh,
3: (laughs) you know, the side dishes, definitely, um, for sure. Uh, I like the places that that have just the old standards, you know, your greens, your Mm -hmm. your mac and cheese, your cheesy potato, you Mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. You know, you got to love those. But then there's, there's also the places that, you know, maybe they go out on a limb a little bit and
2: offer something a little different. And, you know, it's
3: always worth a try,
2: too.
0: Sure. And Ray Ray, what about you?
2: Uh, first thing I do when I go eat a barbecue is I drive around and I look at that pit. <laughs> is it working? Is, it, uh, is it, it working? Is it smelling? You know, like when City Barbecue first started, like I would just go there and just look at the back of the pit and I say, "Man, that thing's rolling," <laughs> and all that pork, all that smoke is pouring out the top, and then you just sit and you smell it. Mm-hmm. And I still do the same thing, even when you know City b- Barbecue first started way back when. You know, I still it's practiced the same things when I travel. It's like, I go before I go in, I drive to the back. I look at, see what, see what, what are we working with? Mm -hmm. What do we have here? Do we have a charcoal pit? Do we have, a gas-fired pit, um, how big is it, you know, is it on during the day, or do they do it overnight? These mm-hmm. types of things I'm investigating. And then when I get out, you know, I want to smell it. When I walk in, I want to smell it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really want to smell a fryer, you know. Like, I want to smell the smoke. Like sure. And I want to see what that pit boss looks like, you know, what or the the girl back there working. I want to see what she looks like. I, mm-hmm. just, I want to see it, and I just kind of soak it all in. And then I eat, and like Rick said, like, I eat ribs, and I eat brisket, and I never order pork. I never order shredded pork unless I'm, like, in the Carolinas, you know. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that's, like, the main thing out there. But anywhere else, like, especially in Ohio, I'm just going to get ribs and brisket. And then I'll make my judgments off of that. And then, you know, as far as the sides are concerned, you know, I have kids and a wife and everything. So these things are necessary. So we get them. Yeah. But I like eating the ribs and the brisket. Yeah. And wings. I mean, I love wings. Everybody loves a good smoked wing. Sure.
0: All right. And Tony, what do you Along the same
2: line. So I want to make sure.
1: That it's that the, the pit is not for show that it's is it warm is it smoking is there somebody tending it um, and then we usually we usually go heavy on the sampler platters the city barbecue is one of the first in the city to offer that where you could have chicken sausage pork you know a little try a little bit of everything mm-hmm. um, so we all we will order four or five six items and then just try
0: yeah just take a little bit of know. everything. And then
4: Matt, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm with I'm with uh, with Tony and Ray Ray as well. Uh, you're definitely looking for that smoke, and you're trying to smell that smoke. And when you go in, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna order a sampler. I'm not gonna use a wee, I'm gonna use an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, brisket's what I'm going to do first, uh-huh. but I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna hit everything. I'm gonna hit everything I can. I'm gonna leave out of there supremely stuffed and I want to know okay what did we do right what did we do wrong Mm -hmm. you know and then you know sides too you know I, I want to make sure the staples are taken care of the greens great you know whatever the potato dishes whatever mm-hmm. that happens to be mac and cheese all that stuff right
1: now to the banana pudding or peach pie oh, absolutely
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to get dessert too to get yeah
0: <laughs> all right and what's the weirdest thing that you've seen on a menu or you've seen someone do uh you know putting ketchup maybe on a steak or something like that but uh is there anything oddball that you've seen that you hope never comes into uh, a trend matt oh i i <laughs>
4: A lot of people ask for ranch people dipping oh. their ribs in ranch um Gross. that's definitely one of my you know i say hey listen we put a lot of work into those ribs man like, why why that's not real just just at least do it away from me please like it's that that one like it makes my skin crawl a little bit um, you know or, or or on their brisket you know we, i put 16 hours into that brisket man you know like yeah don't do cover it with just just eat it first and see what you think first and then, <laughs> right. then right. okay then do what you want to do but right for me that's that hurts
0: it's like when people put salt and pepper on their stuff and they haven't even tasted it yet absolutely exactly. yeah. right. absolutely try it first it's a cardinal yeah. sin anyway <laughs> tony
1: um been in the business a lot of years I, tr- I try not to i don't know you know i can't really think of the oddest thing i've ever seen i mean I've been down in Florida and the Carolinas, and you know, seen alligator grilled and smoked. Mm-hmm. So it's was it good? Yeah, delicious.
0: <laughs> well then, it's it's yeah. okay then, right? It was
1: cut from the tail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's a fire and there's an animal, somebody's going to try to put it together. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Rick, anything come to mind?
3: Um, Nothing in particular on the barbecue aspect, but just, like, you know, steaks and stuff like that. People that, you know, like, well done, you know, on a steak, I think is one of the biggest mistakes. I know that's not really barbecue related, but, like, you know, friends of mine that like their steaks well done, I'm like, how do you eat that thing? You're still friends with them. Right, exactly. I shouldn't be. You know, luckily, you know, we still are. But, you know, stuff like that is overcooking the meats, I think, you know, is just one of the biggest cardinal sins for me is, you know, you don't want to eat stuff like that it's just tough it's not moist it's not delicious mm-hmm. but you know people don't like seeing you know pink on their steak or on their you know pork or whatever but honestly that's that's the that's where you stop i mean
4: yeah. that's that's yeah. what it's ready to go you, know? well, yeah. you you know you raise those animals and you put you a do. lot of work into raising them and right. you're i don't thinking, want you yeah, to cook all the just, fat out of them you know? you've just you've just you've just put you've all my work is yeah. gone now yeah, yeah. He's you destroyed it so exactly. i can see it, that, would, that would hurt yeah <laughs>
0: And Ray-Ray, any, any weird items you've seen?
2: I think for me it's really uh, when people put sugar in their collard greens.
0: Oh. Not a fan of yeah, that. Yeah, man, not,
2: man. not a fan. I don't like the sweet greens, but that's that's all I got.
0: <laughs> and are there any trends or fads that you've seen that you wish would just go away? <laughs> I was told to ask yeah. that question, but I, I, can't, but I didn't I mean, know if there were any, any. I, think, I, think, I, think,
1: the, head, I but, think the company that we
3: all keep – you know i'm pretty open on things you know i mean i'm all about trying something new and different and i think you know i'm all about you know if you guys want to like you said put meat on a fire let's try it you know Mm -hmm. if if it's something weird you know maybe it's good maybe it's not i think maybe you know just let's be you know a little more experimental on things and you know you don't know if it's going to be good or not But let's try it let's find out maybe it is maybe it ain't if it ain't we'll find (laughs) out but you know
0: and uh before we before we wrap up, uh, my final question for you guys is: If you're going to get a barbecue in Central Ohio and you can't go to your own place, where are you headed? Matt, you want to start us off? I,
4: I gotta say, Ray Ray's. Uh, you know, give me that that grass fed brisket. I mean, that's it's killer. You know, and I did dog sauce earlier, but their jalapeno barbecue sauce is really jalapeno well. barbecue is yeah. by far and, one of my favorite
3: barbecue very, sauces very of all
4: time. You know, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I would I would, and I also had a uh, the last time I was there. The brat burger was badass. That thing yep. will sit you
1: down, too. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was it was a good. Big
4: one. That's a big hunk of meat. Yeah, I had <laughs> one of those a Brisket sandwiches. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
0: <laughs> All right, and Rick?
3: I mean, honestly, I'm with him. I mean, I think Ray Ray's is one of the best around, you know, uh, for a reason. I think he puts a lot of passion, a lot of hard work, and, you know, they strive to be one of the best, and, and I think he does a good job being there. You know, I think, you know, this panel right here, we're all really good. Uh, Tony at Porchetta is one of my favorite places I've eaten at, you know. Uh, I think these guys, you know, City Barbecue's kind of been one of the standards for around here for a long time. I think we're, all, you know, we're in good company right here. Sure. You know, I think if we're not eating at our own, we're going to one of these other couple guys that are sitting here at the table. And, sure. And if you guys just want to come hang out, you know, y'all can come to my place and, you know we'll get it done on the back porch. So sure. I mean I think between awesome. any of us right here we're not gonna we're gonna have a good meal. Yeah. You know if I show up at Tony's or Ray Ray's or over here at City Barbecue I, I think we're going to be doing fine.
0: Sure, sure. Ray Ray, of course everybody wants to know where are you going then.
2: <laughs> so I go to several places. I love to go to um, City Barbecue just to pay my respect. You sure. know they're one of the original guys and you know we can't forget that. Uh, I also go see uh, Stan at Barrel and Boar. You know mm. another original guy that you have to respect in this game and um, he does a fantastic job. I also go to Moe's Barbecue in Granville. Moe's, I love him with you on it. Mm. He does really good ribs. He does really good um, wings. You know, he's a newcomer in our trade, but he does a really good job. Um, He has a kind of a tangy orange barbecue sauce. It's uh, not really Carolina, but it's not really Kansas City. It's kind of in the middle. Mm. uh, It is tomato-based, but it has a lot of uh, twang on it. Um, so those are the top three places I go to. You know, I've hit it a couple of times. They're doing a great job with their brisket mm-hmm. and their beef ribs are, are some of the best I've ever had. Uh, they do a really um, old school, pure salt and pepper rub. Oh. And so you really get a flavor of that meat. And uh, the pit masters they have over there are really talented. So they know how to cook the meat just right.
0: Alright, and Tony, where are you headed?
1: Um, it's Ray Race.
0: Ray Race. <laughs>
1: even, even if I can't be near it, I'll I'll send my wife. Um, I, I just think for the for the amount of specials and things like that, they, they do all kinds of spin-offs. It's not always just a straight menu. You know, you could one of his one of my favorite items uh, out of his truck is the uh, jerk chicken. Mm-hmm. So deep, and I'm not a big chicken person. Great flavor, great spicy slaw. Red cabbage, slaw, and just the thing works well together. I'll always get that and a rack of ribs. hmm And Saturdays always have something cool going on.
3: Saturdays, they do a lot of their different specials. You know, the, the – I don't know if I'm going to say it right, the mofongo. Mofongo. <laughs> mofongo has got to be one of the coolest specials. You know, awesome. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but uh, mofongo is definitely one of the coolest, coolest
2: things I've probably had there. Yeah, I mean, you take – Pulled pork, and you smoke it, and then you add plantains and garlic and lime and cilantro. Mm-hmm. Smack that on a bun. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds delicious. I want to go get one now. Yeah. yeah. Are they doing that today? Yeah, our chef uh, Dan Varga created that, and it is amazing.
0: And do you feel like all the competition in Central Ohio is is healthy, or is there, is there room for more? You know, people to jump in the barbecue game here, or I,
1: I think as long as they're qualified and then they're prepared to. To take it to the top. I mean, these these guys are all really good. They're at the top of their game mm-hmm. between raising and cooking, and or both. Mm-hmm. You know, and you it keeps everyone on their toes. You, I think you, you, know? you, sure, can, you sure. can jump in, but you'll be sorted out rather quickly.
0: Yeah, if you don't have a quality product, because
1: you can talk and talk, but as soon as somebody tastes it, you, you know that goes out between Yelp and and <laughs> social media. That that be a, an immediate death mm-hmm. if, if you're not qualified and you step in the pit.
0: Sure, sure. All right. Well, is there anything else we didn't bring up that you guys wanted to bring up about barbecue or grilling or smoking or that and all leave it up.
2: Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord.
0: Uh, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you or learn more about your business, uh, where can they find you, Matt?
4: Uh, citybarbecue.com.
0: Perfect. That's easy enough.
3: Yeah, ShipleySwine.com, uh, Instagram, Shipley Swine, Facebook, Shipley Swine. You know, we try to get out there pretty good. I think the social media now. You know, if you guys aren't on social media, if you're not on a Facebook an Instagram, a Twitter, you know, anymore, I think that's you know the way of the future now. People find you. You know, you you got to stay current. You got to be moving forward all the time. You know, if people can't find you, uh, how many times you know hours a day do people spend looking at their phones? You know, I want to sure. make sure you know I'm one of the names that scroll through you're your part feed. Of that. You know, I want to <laughs> make sure I'm part of that. I want to come up on your phone. You know, I want you guys to see what we're doing sure. every day.
4: Can I just say citybbq.com? <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> yes, good to clarify. Uh, and Tony, uh, for you as as a food truck, I'm sure that's essential oh, for you to be on it's, social it's, media. It's
1: life. It's yeah. lifeblood. Um, we're at com or at porquettaseabus.
0: All right. And Ray Ray.
1: Uh, Ray Ray's
2: hogpit.com.
0: All right, perfect. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. If uh, if you disagree with any of the places that we mentioned today or, or have any other tips that we didn't bring up, uh, feel free to tweet us at This Week News or send us an email at online at thisweeknews.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Or you can hear every episode on the website, thisweeknews.com. This is Abby Arbuster signing off. Stay hungry.